Good morning, Angela Yee. Peace to the planet. It's Monday. Happy holidays, everybody. Yes, I've been hearing a lot of holiday music everywhere I go. I know Envy's in Miami right now trying to find some headphones. Yeah, I haven't been nowhere, so I haven't heard no holiday music yet. I figured it started, though. It usually starts uh, right after Thanksgiving, especially on uh, one of our sister stations here here in New York, Light FM. I've been trying to get some holiday shopping done in advance, and I thought of a great present for my mom. I can't wait to talk about it, but I know she listens every morning, so I can't say it right now, but I'm excited. (laughs) I wonder if a lot of people still go out to uh, actually buy Christmas presents, or they just do it online nowadays. I think for me, if I'm going to see you, I like to go and get it in person. But if it's easier for me to have it shipped to you, that's when I do it online. But I'm truthfully more of an in-person shopper still. I have it shipped to yourself and you wrap it. I just, I just be wondering what do they be having in stock now, especially, man, you know, sadly, you see all of these uh, smashing grabs where people are running up in stores and just, just taking stuff. I, I, if I was in store, I don't even know if I would want the inventory in my store nowadays. Now, let me tell you something. I just got back from L.A., right? And I was um, going to brunch, and there was a Chanel store next door. So we went in there, did a little shopping. Do you know that in Chanel now they offer to give you a plain black bag because they don't want you to walk around with a Chanel shopping bag? People were complaining about, Very I guess, smart. getting robbed. Mm-hmm. So now they're like, Very okay, smart. We just, we've been giving people just plain bags because they've been asking for that. That's very, that's very smart. The way that I was raised, when they first offered that, I thought it was uh, for people who have to sneak packages in the home. I didn't even think about that. But I was like, damn, it is kind of bad out here now. That is very, very smart. I was thinking that last night when I was watching uh, Power, because I'm just catching up on um, Ghost 2. So I was watching, like I think, the first episode of this season last night. Maybe it was the second. I don't remember. But they were smuggling the drugs and all the designer uh, shopping bags. And I was like, man, they got to worry about people just wanting to steal what they got from them stores, the Fendi's and the Chanel's and everything else. Never mind the drugs. Right. Well, everybody, please stay safe out there. We are about to get into front page news, and there's a lot going on in this world. You know, sometimes I hate having to give this uh, bad news in the morning, but we are going to talk about these uh, these really deadly tornadoes that devastated communities in six different states. And we'll talk about one city in particular. They're saying about 75% of this town is gone. Yikes. Yikes, yikes, yikes. Also, uh, Secretary of Education of the United States of America, Miguel Cardona, he'll be joining us this morning. Okay? Mm-hmm. And I think, I, think, right. I think we might be talking to Russ this morning, too. I'm not sure. All right, well, let's get into it. It is The Breakfast Club. Front page news is next. Yep, it's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Charlemagne the God, Angela Yee, still waiting on Envy. Uh, but it's time for front page news. What we got, Yee? I'm uh, sure you want to talk about football. Sure. 
My Dallas Cowboys won. That's all I care about. I know. That's all you care about. And the Giants <laughs> lost. Are, I know that's know. what Envy would care about. Yeah, 21-37 against the Chargers. Uh, the Falcons, 29 over the Panthers, 21. The Browns, 24. Ravens, 22. The Titans beat the Jaguars, 20 nothing. Uh, Chiefs, uh, 48. The Raiders, 9. And I'm going to let Envy do that for real when he, he comes on. But I do want to say Bucks game that was good, too. The Bucks versus uh, Buffalo Bills game. Tampa versus Buffalo was a great game. The Bucks won that game in overtime. Yeah. Yes, and the 49ers won in overtime against the Bengals, too, 26-23. And tonight in Monday Night Football, the Rams at the Cardinals. That is tonight. Also, you know, the Bulls have nine players in NBA health and safety protocols right now. So things for them are getting worse by the day. Nine players. So each of them have to stay in protocols for 10 days or until they return two negative PCR tests within a 24-hour span. And then they have to pass cardiac screening that is sanctioned by the NBA. Hey, guys. Can you hear me? Yep. Yes, sir. All right. Now, deadly tornadoes have devastated communities in six different states. There were at least 50 tornado reports during the outbreak this weekend. That was in Arkansas, Illinois, Indiana, Kentucky, Mississippi, Missouri, Ohio, and Tennessee. Here is the governor, Governor Bashir of Kentucky, talking about uh, what's happening there. I know we've lost more than 80 Kentuckians. That number is going to exceed more than 100. Uh, this is the deadliest tornado event we have ever had. I think it's going to be the, the longest and, and deadliest tornado event in U.S. history. Uh, we know that one of these tornadoes was on the ground over 227 miles, and Jake, 200 were in Kentucky. I've got towns that are gone. And, and we were talking about this earlier. There's one town, a small town of Dawson Springs, about 3,000 people who live there. And here are what the official estimates are for, for that town in Kentucky. Now, if we haven't found somebody by now, it's a really great concern. You know, the, the area that was hit the hardest, uh, Mayfield, I was there yesterday. Uh, certainly a candle factory there that it'll be a miracle if we pull anybody else um, out of that. It's uh, now wow. 15 feet deep of steel and cars on top of where the roof was in Dawson Springs. It's a town of about 2,700. The, the list of unaccounted for was about eight pages, single space. In Dawson Springs, they said about 75% of the community was wiped out and replaced by chaos. I was looking at some of the pictures and the videos of what it looks like, and it really is devastating. Yeah, horrible. The earth not playing. When the earth knucks, there is no buck. Okay, there's no buck back when the earth knucks. When things like that happen in nature, it's absolutely nothing we can do about it. You just thank God you're still here if you survive and, and figure out a way to rebuild. And around the holidays, too, what a difficult time because every year these poor families uh, have to think about this. Six people were killed in an Amazon warehouse collapse in Illinois after the tornado as well. They said 45 people made it out of the building. One person was airlifted to a regional hospital for treatment. But unfortunately, at least six people have died once that warehouse building collapsed. Damn. Yeah. You know, it's crazy because right, they well, say things like, uh, you know, when you die of like, I guess what they say natural causes was this is this is this one of the times you die of a, a natural cause because it's something no, that happened this, in nature. No, that's not a natural cause. This is a disaster. This wouldn't be considered a natural cause. I mean, it's definitely a disaster, but it's still nature. Uh, I think natural cause is more medical for for yourself. Yeah, for yourself. But I'm, yeah, but you know, I don't know. But again, our prayers go out to those families. Absolutely. We do give our deepest deepest condolences. Uh, 
you know, this morning, and that is your front page news. All right. And tornadoes well, come out of nowhere. I don't know if y'all have ever experienced a tornado, but they literally come out of nowhere, and it sounds like a, a, a loud train coming. I mean, sometimes you know, sometimes you don't, but it's like really no way to prepare for them at all. No, nah, I've never experienced. I don't know about ye. We don't really get them here in New York, New Jersey too much. Once in the blue, but Mm-mm. nothing that we've ever experienced. But get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, phone lines are wide open. Let me shout out to everybody that came out to Miami, the Miami Car Show. Amazing. Over 6,000 people. I want to say thank you. I left my headphones actually at the venue, so I had to run downstairs to the lobby and just borrow some little headphones so, we could broad- so I could broadcast. But shout and thank you to everybody that came to the car show. Amazing time. Everybody had a great time. Uh, I just want to say thank you again. But Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. Call us now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. I'm dialing. I'm dialing. Hey, what you doing, man? I'm dialing. I'm calling you. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hey, good morning. This is Derek. Hey, what's up, brother? Get it off your chest. Hey, man, I feel like this world is gone down because we know we are out of order. America was built on God's spirit and his promise that equal and justice was in this world. And because we have failed it and did not do what we're supposed to do, this is the coincidence. This is what happened to the world by not doing what's right. And it's time for us to stand up. And God is about to take me out of this world because this spirit is inside of me, a promise telling me that this world is his. He like, Jesus would not have took that coronavirus shot if he was on this world. What would Jesus do? No, he would not take that coronavirus. It's evil in control here. And God seems like he wants to bring America to judgment. And it's like, I'm here, got to do this. And it's freaking me out, but I know God is telling me I got to get this off my chest. I got to do this. You just do it, dear, and I'll be with you. That's just what God is continuing to tell me, and I just can't keep living in this world without doing what God tells me to do. I don't care what happens from here. If they want to kill me, because that's the what devil keeps telling me, my fear. But, Lord, I'm being obedient right now. Here I am, God. I went. Here I am. All right, brother. Oh, fo- fo- well, follow you, your brother. path, brother. There you go. All right. Hello. Who's this? Yes. Hi, this is Shirley from Connecticut, DJ Andy. Good morning. Get it off your chest. Yes, I'd like to get off my chest how these middle school kids are going crazy here in Connecticut. What are they doing? They swear swear like crazy. If we did that when we were younger, we would have our mouths washed out with smoke. It would have switched. (laughs) Two here in Connecticut that OD'd in the middle school. I mean, it's crazy. Almost OD'd in middle school. That's crazy. It's crazy here. I don't know what's going on with these young kids today. Wow. That's that's what our parents said about us. But I do think it's progressively it's getting worse. Yeah, it's definitely getting worse. Uh, yes, I do. I don't understand it. I mean, my son never, the most he did was smoke. But I don't understand what is going on with these kids these days. It's getting crazier and crazier out here in this world. Yeah. No, it's difficult. I see, that. I see it every day. There's no parent supervision like we used to have. I think we get numb to a lot of things just because we see so much now, too. Like, kids Absolutely. are exposed to so yeah, much. I'm, I'm a school crossing guard, and I hear what these kids are saying when I'm crossing, and I'm like, what is going on with these kids? We couldn't get away with this stuff. We had to go home, right home from school and do our homework when right. we were younger. No hanging out in the park. They're all hanging out in the park doing all kinds of crazy shit. And I'm like, where oh. is going on? What are these parents doing? 
How old are you, man? If you don't mind me asking. I'm 58 years old. 58. 58 years young. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, mama. We have become those people. We are those adults. We are those adults who are looking at the youth and being like, what the hell is going on? Remember when our parents used to be looking at our generation saying that? Yeah, it's a lot worse now. I'm sure they said that, too. I mean, that's what that's what, that's what they said, too. That's you sound just like them. Now. Hello, you sound exactly this? like them. What's up, man? We is mellow. Hey, what's up, brother? Get it off your chest. Yo, man, first off, I want to congratulate y'all on 11 years. Y'all been killing it every day. You feel me, Charlie, man? You've been killing it with the yo's. Angela Yee still doing amazing. I'm banging with y'all for real, for real. All right. Well, thank you, brother. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. 11 years is not nothing to laugh at. Not at no. all. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Let's go. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? Hi, this is Victoria. Good morning. Good morning. Get it off your chest. Peace, Victoria. Hey, I was um, just calling in. Um, as um, y'all were talking about the devastation in um, the Tennessee with the tornadoes and everything, I'm a licensed general director, and uh, um, you had said something about is a natural death or whatever, but it would be considered yes. an accidental death, right? Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, but unfortunately, every last one of those people that lost their lives will have to have an autopsy done because we want to know the cause of death. So it's no. Just, you know, yes, yes. Yeah, I always wondered about that. Yeah, the catastrophes with the pandemic, um, our de- death rate has just increased 200% all over the, the United States. I'm from Houston, so, I mean, it was very, very bad. Our death rate has gone rocket. You know, it's, it, we do a lot more services now, a lot more services. So I can only imagine what that community is going through. Most likely, um, we do have a team that goes down and has to, re, you know, go in there and tag the remains. There's a, it's a whole lot to this catastrophe that the family's going to go through. But, That's um, horrible. They have access yeah, it really is. It really is. And just like you were saying, the nature got when when Earth speaks, it's out of our control. It's out of our hands. Out of our control. Yeah. So um, that's it. I just wanted to you know clarify that because I know that for sure. That's what's going to happen. All There's right. going to be a lot of numbers going down. Yeah. So, just a lot well, to thank deal you with. for the information. To, yes, thank you so much. In addition Hello. to losing a loved one, that's that's a lot to deal with. It is. Hello, Hello. who's this? Diana. Hey, Diana, get it off your chest. Angela Yee, why you just give out all the sauce on the black blank bag? You gonna have people looking for the black bag now? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just a plain black bag. You can get that from anywhere. Yeah, now people looking for that black bag now. <laughs> Yeah, especially depending on what area you're in. Like, if you're in an area where you know it's like a bunch of designer stores and you see people walking around with black bags, you might take your chances. Yeah, they're going to be like, oh, they got the, that's the Chanel bag right there. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, they need, I was Damn. like, they need to give out some whole, they need to give out some Whole Foods shopping bags or something. Uh, people will rob you for groceries, too. Yeah, groceries are expensive didn't, now. You done sold it now. Word you sold the whole world. <laughs> Turkeys, what, $85 for turkeys? That's what I'm saying. People will rob you for groceries. People, people starving. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Cece. How are you? 
Good morning. Get it off your chest. I just want to get off my chest this, like, thing about parents. When if we break up, does not mean that the family breaks up, too. We have children, and now the grandmother's not talking to my kids. The aunties are not talking to my kids. Mm. Like, what is that about? Like, there was no bad blood between us. It was just between me and your son. And now you don't want to talk to my children. It's been two years. Like, why Why are we doing this? Yeah, you can't punish the kids sense. because your relationship didn't work out or you had some issues. But And he left. So now he left. Now, I don't know what was said about me, but my kids had nothing to do with that. Mm. That makes no sense to me. So now they don't get to know their side of the family because of what? That's just crazy to me. Yeah. I just wanted to put that out there. Like, that just makes no sense to me at all. Thank you, yeah, mama. absolutely right. Hello, who's this? This DJ Spaceship out of Tampa, Florida. What's up, Envy? What's up, bro? Get it off your chest. Man, listen, Envy, I just want to give you... I don't give men flowers. I give them bottles of champagne. So let me give you your champagne. I'm going to move around the room, and I'm going to go and do what I got to do in this gym. I, I, I celebrate you, King. I love what you're doing with the cars and the houses and how you gave your word to Mercedes, and now she bought her house. I wish I could have made the show in Miami, but I didn't. But listen, I, I celebrate you. I love what you're doing with the family and everything. Let me pass around and go to Angela Yee. Yee, you the truth. I love you, girl. Thank Keep you. smiling. Keep doing your thing. Write a book so I can get it. And I want you to like, <laughs> write a book because I'm looking to get that too. Let me pass around the room to the man with the plan. Charlemagne. Peace, King. And listen, you are to be protected, right? And I'm going to give you my Christmas list because you got more money than me. I learned from you. People that got more money, you make them pay. Amen. So, <laughs> what I want from you, I got, I got your first book. I read that one and somebody stole my second joint. But what I want from you from Christmas, I just want you to follow me on Instagram, my dude. What is it? Up DJ Spaceship on Instagram. Up DJ Spaceship? DJ Spaceship. At DJ Spaceship, man. You're not going oh, to DJ Spaceship. At DJ Spaceship. DJ Spaceship. <laughs> DJ Spaceship. All right, brother. This is your captain speaking. I got you done. My goodness. All right. And and happy birthday to I Am The Twin. He said he calls every year for his birthday. He didn't get through today. He just wanted a birthday shout out. I am the T-N or 2N. I am the twin. So happy birthday to you. Oh, brother. he's always on Twitter tweeting us. So yes. yes, happy birthday, twin. All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. Now we got rumors on the way. Yes, and let's talk about this president's wife who was known in Hollywood for giving the best oral sex. Wow. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. Rumor, rumor, rumor. On The Breakfast Club. So listen up. No, 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 no. Well, here's something I never thought I'd be saying. 50 Cent and Madonna have been going back and forth. They've been having a social media feud. It all started late November when Madonna posted a picture of herself wearing lingerie with her legs sticking out from under the bed. And 50 Cent commented, yo, this is the funniest. That's Madonna under the bed trying to do like a virgin at 63. She shot out if she don't get her old ass up, LMFAO. Well, Madonna did not appreciate that and responded to uh, 50. And here's what she had to say about 50. You were trying to shame me. Your apology is fake. It's bullshit and it's not valid. An apology is not valid if you don't know what you're apologizing for. What you should be apologizing for is your misogynistic, sexist, ageist behavior and remarks. You say that you're not benefiting from it. Of course you're benefiting from it. That is what social media is all about. Um, I've heard of you, and I hope that one day you wake up and see 
a different point of view. She posted and captioned that delayed clapback for 50 Cent and his fake apology. I've been busy, better late than never, had some things I needed to say. Well, 50 Cent uh, since then posted his response to her comments, and he said, the purge begins now. Hey, is there an age limit for this kind of ish man? I'm asking for <laughs> a friend. And here is 50's response. This is not a test. This is your emergency <laughs> broadcast system announcing- Okay, so this is a message for 50 Cent. I want to respond to your response, to my response to your post. <laughs> An apology is not valid if you don't know what you're apologizing for. You didn't hurt my feelings because I don't take it personally. I could never take it personally because you're not coming from an enlightened place. So he said, uh, yes, that's him commenting as he listens to her video saying she did take it personally. Then he got mad at Bow Wow because he saw that he liked Madonna's clapback. And he posted that, and he said, I see Bow Wow mad. I told everybody he took that money home from that strip club, SMH. Fool, that money was for the dancers. <laughs> Y'all know 50 be playing, though, right? You know he be joking. Yeah. I don't even uh, know he has time to even do that with all these shows. He but got yes. time. I mean, right, I mean, listen, 50, 50, 50 do be joking, but, I mean, Madonna not wrong either, though. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it hurts your feelings, too, when it goes on social media and then everybody's saying things and making jokes. We know how that can but be. But everybody was making uh, jokes, now, wasn't it? Just wasn't fifty. I think it's. Uh, yeah, I mean uh, the picture. Yeah, a lot but of it's fifty. Had things to say about it. Yeah, but everybody else is just a bunch of nameless, you know, faces, people that she doesn't know. That's Curtis Fifty Cent Jackson. Drop on the clues, bonds for Fifty Cent. It hits different when he does it. When it's a, with millions of followers. <laughs> All right, Megan Thee Stallion got the Texas Hero Award, and she also graduated from college from Texas Southern University on Saturday. Meg the graduate, congratulations to Meg Thee Stallion. That's a huge deal. And here she is 100%. speaking on that honor. Long before I became Megan Thee Stallion, I, was, I am Megan P, um, a Houston girl who dreamed of putting on for her city and having a huge voice in the music industry and just using my platform to give back to those in need in my community. I do appreciate the recognition and the accolades, but I definitely take much greater pride in knowing that I use my voice and my resources to put smiles on people's faces and make a meaningful difference in Houston. Yeah, I respect the focus of her, you know, getting a degree because with all that money she getting, you know, all the fame that she got, she could have easily put put school to the side, but to stay Absolutely. focused and still get her degree, yeah. dropping the clues bombs for making the stallion. Absolutely. Yes, yeah, very inspiring for people out there. And Stevie J was kicked off of his flight on Delta before he even had a chance to take off. It looks like cops were there to greet him, and they said apparently he was, uh, I believe he was with his son, and they said they had uh, purchased an alcoholic beverage in the terminal while waiting to go on board and tried to carry it on past the gate. They told him they couldn't do that, and he did it anyway. And once he was on the plane, they said he threw it away, but the damage was done. The Delta team insisted that they exit for disobeying the orders. And I saw Julia Beverly is the one that posted that. And so there's video of them deplaning, and you can hear them trying to explain uh, that there was no longer an issue. They were asking why they were being taken off the plane. But uh, Stevie J told TMZ the reason he and his son were removed is due to part the fact they didn't follow the instructions on the drop of a dime. And he thinks that everything got blown out of proportion. Well, what's the problem with bringing a drink on the plane, especially if they already serve drinks on the plane? And it's something I bought in the airport. So if you already passed the security and, you know, yeah, you're at your gate and there's a little bar either. right there, what's the problem? 
Yeah, it's in a plastic cup or, or, or one of those containers. You walk right on. It's not like he had the bottle and he drinking it to the head. He probably, you know, walking with a cup in his hand. Yeah, I, I, I didn't see a problem. With yeah, it, I didn't either. know that was a thing. That's the first. That was the first I ever heard of something like that. Yeah, I did not know you couldn't do that. So, but if but I do know that they can do whatever they want. So if they tell you to do something and you don't follow instructions. They can, for any reason, be like, get off, and then you have to deal with it later. So, And not for nothing. I feel like we've done that before, Yeah, I feel like Ye and I have been at a bar at an airport, and we walked on a plane with a cup. I, I feel like we did that before. I'm pretty sure we have. You could put it in a coffee cup, too, so yeah. it looks like you're drinking coffee. I didn't know you couldn't do that, but yeah. I don't know if there, you know, people can say anything right now during COVID. But that is your uh, rumor report. I'm Angela Yee. All right. Now we got front page news next. What are we talking about? Yes, and... Uh, you know, I hate to have to do any type of, of bad news on a Monday, but we are going to talk about a, um, you know what, let's do something fun. Let's talk about these UFO sightings instead first. All There's right, we'll get into that next. Potential UFOs that have been spotted. All right, we'll do it next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. What up, y'all? It's DJ Envy. For nearly 60 years of quality coverage, make the right call and go with the general. Call 800-GENERAL or go to thegeneral.com to get a hassle-free quote today. The General Auto Insurance Services, Inc., an insurance agency, Nashville, Tennessee. Some restrictions apply. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get some front-page news. The NFL, the Falcons beat the Panthers 29-21. Browns beat the Ravens. The Titans beat the Jaguar. The Chiefs beat the Raiders 48-9. Raiders beat the Jets. The Seahawks beat the Texans. Cowboys nearly beat Washington 27-20. Broncos beat Lions. Oh, knock it off. A win is a win. 10. Chargers, uh, they beat the Giants. All right, Buccaneers, they beat the Bills in overtime. 49ers beat the Bengals in overtime. And the Packers beat the Bills. 45-30. And in Monday Night Football, the Rams take on the Cardinals at 8-15. Now, what else? Bucks Bills was a great game. That damn Tom Brady, bro. Drop on the clues, bonds with Tom Brady. I mean, it's, <laughs> I'm glad I grew up in the Tom Brady era. I, I'm, I'm going to be able to tell my kids and my grandkids that I, I absolutely positively uh, was here for the Tom Brady era. All of the it. Jo- the Jordan era and the Tom Brady era. Two of, two, yes, two of the great fact. in sports. And Steph Curry. And All Steph right. Curry. All right. Now, one person was killed and 14 people were injured, three of them critically, after a shooting at Baytown, Texas. This was a celebration of life in the area. A mother was holding a vigil for her son who was killed at his home a couple of weeks ago. They said an unknown suspect drove down the road shooting rounds into the crowd. So really sad situation. One person has been pronounced dead and three are in critical condition. All right, and Joe Biden was on Jimmy Fallon, and one of the things that he talked about was his approval ratings, which, as we all know and can attest to, have not been uh, too great. Here is what he had to say about that. How how much do you pay attention to approval ratings? Well, not anymore. (laughs) I'm joking. You came in hot, and then you got to medium, and now you're at a low. Here's the deal. We've been in less than a year. A lot has happened. Look, people are afraid, and people are getting so much inaccurate information. They're, they're, they're being told that, you know, Armageddon's on the way. Yeah. The truth is, the economy is growing more than it has any time in close to 60 years. The unemployment rate's down to 4.2%. It's going to go lower, in my view. 
All right. In addition to that, he talked about the Build Back Better bill and his infrastructure law. And he also talked about climate change. Here is some more of uh, Joe Biden on Jimmy Fallon. If we talk again, uh, I check in with you this time next year. What do you hope that we're going to be talking about? Well, I hope we're going to be talking about how we've uh, we've gotten COVID more under control. I hope we're going to be talking about how we have re actually reduced the burden on middle class folks financially, that salaries continue to go up. I hope we're going to talk about unemployment still going down. I hope we're going to be talking about inflation being under control. I, I, I really hope that we're going to be able to demonstrate that we've made worldwide progress on the environment because I think it's a critical thing and pray God we will have passed the John Lewis Act and the Voting Rights Act. Yeah, I pray to God for that too, but I don't think that's happening. You know, of course we want voting rights protected. I just don't see how they're going to convince a bunch of Republicans who are clearly for voter suppression to protect voting rights. That's, that's them voting against their interests. All right, and now they're talking about UFO sightings. They said there were a swarm of potential UFOs that were spotted in the sky in California, circling each other, moving in strange patterns. There was no light source coming from down below, according to an eyewitness. This all happened at De on December 9th around 9 p.m. The woman who filmed it said her grandson was taking out the trash. He looked up and saw it, and that prompted the rest of the family to come out and watch all of it. So there's pictures and video that you can see online. They said they thought there was a grand opening happening, but they couldn't trace any event nearby. And they said there was no beam coming from down below. It's just lights up in the sky generated by something in the clouds. And they said about 30 to 40 minutes later, everything completely disappeared without a trace. Hey, I love it. You know, I absolutely believe in life on other planets and other galaxies. And it's very selfish and arrogant to think that we are the only life in all of these solar systems. Just look at how diverse the Earth is, all the different life here. Do you think the universe is not the same? Come on now. No, but it's, it is kind of scary. Yes. UFO Why? sightings are more and Where, more common, uh, and they said now they're... The Pentagon is dedicating an entire new wing to studying these UFOs. Yeah, we're, we're aliens to somebody. Let, let somebody <laughs> tap into Instagram. Let somebody from another galaxy tap into Instagram. They're saying the same thing. Boy, that's scary. You don't, you don't think it's scary to some people? I mean, to, to, to some... Of course. Is it those, yeah, 100%. So it's scary. I, no, no you're, you're, you're just fearing the unknown right now. That's I all. Like, people fear what they don't understand. That's all it is. I don't need to understand them. I just need to know if they're nice or, or if they effing with us or not. That's all I want to know. If they if, if they haven't if they haven't attacked us yet, uh, I, I I think they minding their business. Or either that or the, or the lease is up on Earth and aliens like nope. I don't like the way y'all been treating our property. Okay, y'all got to go. Jeez. And probably just like humans, some of them are nice, some of them are not. True. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that is your front page news. All right. Now, when we come back, Russ will be joining us. Russ got an album that came out last week. Uh, he stopped through on it's called Chop Two. Yeah, he stopped through on Friday. Uh, we were supposed to interview him, but uh, things ran so late. And y'all be doing leave. Russ dirty, man. Nah, we did. Every time man. Russ come up here, something happens. Yeah, so I had to leave, but I called him and I explained to him and I apologized profusely to him because I, I we did do him dirty before, and he got it and he, he was he was. Well, he was I, 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 I actually. I, Last time that this happened, it was the same situation. He was, everybody had to leave. So I felt bad. So I brought him on my Brilliant Idiots podcast because he was just sitting outside. I don't want to waste the young man's time. And this time, same thing. I'm like, well, where the hell's everybody at? So I'm like, all right, well. well I told, I, I like in the Russ, beginning I so. was never going to be there on Friday. So I said that. And 
They still booked it. it yeah, producers try to maneuver something that they couldn't maneuver. But we, we got Russell and Charlamagne held it down, so we're going to kick it with Russ when we come back. Shout to Russ. His album is out right now, and it's The Breakfast Club. Chomp two. The Breakfast Club. Hey. Power 105.1. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Everybody, it's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest joining us this morning. He stopped through on Friday. Now, uh, I had to leave because I had to get to Miami for the car show, and Yee was out, so Charlemagne had to hold it down. Ladies and gentlemen, Russ. What's up, my brother? Can't complain, man. Living the dream. Explain the title Chomp for me. I think I know what it means. It really was about like the texture of just the energy, just chomping on beasts. It wasn't really well thought out at all. Really? <laughs> no. Oh, so it's not like I'm eating MCs and those. Nah, it was really just like kind of a term that I would use just like in the studio, like when I was on that type of time, like, oh, I'm about to just chomp on this beat real quick. That mm -hmm. was really it. And then fans started saying like, Oh, I think it stands for can't hate on my pen. I was like, no, <laughs> it does not stand for that. But it can if you want. I mean, Why did it need a sequel? I wanted to do a, a proper, like, full-length thing because I, I wanted to drive the point home that I could wrap my ass off. That's what this feels like. This album is very, 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 very hip-hop. That's that's the yeah. first thing I thought when I when I, when I I gave it a first listen. I'm like, wow, you know, certain, certain come on. You're like, right, right. damn, okay, Russ. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I want to name some some features you have on the album. I want to name some rappers, because you got some of the best lyricists yeah, and I ever know, on Yeah, I know there. your favorite is what? Ghostface. My, Ghostface is right? my favorite. Yeah, yeah. And I want you to tell me what made you want to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with some of these people mm -hmm. I named. Jay Electronica. Come on, that's like, he's an alien. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. He's been one of my favorite rappers for a decade. And Chomp is just like, even why I did a sequel... Because I wanted to make it clear to people that when you see Chomp, this whole brand is about, this is the closest I can get to playing one-on-one. -on -one. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, So I'm trying, I like, I play basketball. I try to, I want to play one-on-one. -on -one. Like, put a beat on and rap. That's a, I never thought about that. that. This is the closest I can get to playing one-on-one. -on -one. So you're not intimidated at all. Cause hey, one no. thing I do notice, though, you do rap first on a lot of, a lot of the records. That's just because that's how the song was. Okay. You know okay. what I mean? Like, because every song I sent out, my verse was already on it. So they all heard my verse first and I didn't change any verses. So I know I was kind of like consciously thinking of like, damn, I don't want to come first on every song. But it just worked out like that. Um, Papoose. Crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Play one-on-one. -on -one. Rap. <laughs> Let's rap. Let's hoop. Was it something you saw Something you saw him doing recently? I know he's been getting busy on- He's just crazy. I've just been a fan of his pen for a long time. Jadakiss. I mean, Jadakiss is insane. I've never heard a bad Jadakiss verse in my life. The thing I'm most impressed by is like you didn't get lost on none of these records. Talk about it. <laughs> Come on. Talk about it. Did you change any verses? Nah. You said, wow, so even after you sent your verse first. And I, and I feel like I bodied damn near everyone. I feel like I only got got a that, couple God, times. Now, Russ, you ain't got to say body. I love you, but see, that's why, that's why people that's love you. That's how I feel. You. That's why people love you and hate you. That's how I the feel. The confidence. I'm, not, like, I'm I, not disputing it. I love all of them, and I love all their verses, but of course I'm going to feel like I bodied everyone. But there's some ones that I feel like I got got on, like Crit got me. Oh, uh, Crit got busy. Yeah, Crit got me. I think Ransom might have got me. Ransom got busy. Ransom. So do, do you order the song? That's a good, great point. Do you order the songs based on who you think just... Got busy on a record because Ransom's like the second song on the album, right? Yeah. Nah, it was really like Sonics. That's when like, that was a real actual like 
sonic intention mm-hmm. to like let me make sure that also flows and it's not just doesn't just feel like a complete playlist you know you got my favorite rapper of all time on there ghostface come on wu-tang man it's crazy i wanted to get raekwon on it too what happened uh i hit him too late like he was on tour and he was like i can get it in like 16 days when i'm back but i was like that was i'm be honest with you that would scare me to send any of those guys a song with my verse already on it yeah but see like i'm going into it like all right I gotta write my best verse every time. So that's why I didn't change anything because I'm like, nah, this, I stand by this. I worked, mm-hmm. you know, I spent mad long on my verses. You know what I mean? And it's not even just the lyricists, it's the producers. You know what I'm Come saying? I'm, I'm, I'm gonna do the same thing. I'm gonna name some producers. You tell me what made you want that production. Gotta start with the Almighty premiere. Yeah, he was on the first one. And it's like, it's not a classic if Primo's not on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was your favorite Primo records, you know, coming up that made you? Like fall in love. I love with that the shit he did with Biggie. Oh yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Uh, what, unbelievable. Yeah. Um, kicking the door. All that. I just like that commandments. grit. I like the gritty, like just rap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about uh high tech? High tech is so crazy to me. Like and underrated. Yeah, super underrated. But like, I love the stuff he did with Game. That's why that was really cool for me to put them kind of back together. You know, but high tech is crazy. You went and got one of the most. Underrated producers who people don't talk about enough. Bink. Bink. Come on. I knew you were going to say it. Bink. Come on. That's 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 Jay-Z shit. Yeah, he provided yeah. a lot of the blueprint. People don't talk yeah. about Bink. They talk about Blade. They talk about Ye. They don't talk about Bink. Nah, Bink is crazy. How did you, So you recognize that early. Yeah, well, young. I'm a producer too. So okay. like, I have producer heroes, mm-hmm. you know? So he was one of the ones that, I did, once again, I had no relationship with him prior. Same with high tech, but... Shot the shot in the DM, just hoping that they'd hit me back and worked out. What Static Selector? Static was going to be on the first one. We couldn't get it in time. He's another one who I'm just like, you're a classic producer. Mm-hmm. That's really like, because the whole thing is, who do y'all think I can't rap with and who do y'all think beats I can't rap over? <laughs> Name them. <laughs> you who? know, that was the whole kind of point. Who 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 are you listening to now, Russ? Not, not artist-wise. I'm talking about just in general that... I feel like you're always talking to somebody when you're mm. creating music. I feel like you're in the studio proving a point to someone. Who is that imaginary someone or... Like the imaginary opponent? Yeah. The, probably the industry. Honestly, the industry. Just like, I know the perception of me is like, oh, yeah, he does the melody thing. But it's like, no, nah, I really rap mm-hmm. like when I want to. And that was that was a driving force of like, no, nah, I'm about to show people what's up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I saw I saw some article, I forgot where it was, and it was like, this is a late contender for rap album of the year. Easily rap album of the year, in my opinion. Objectively speaking, I was talking with someone about it in the media. It's like, name another rap album that has as many high-quality raps and as many classic productions on it this year. I can't name I can't name a rap album that has as many good verses as Chomp 2 has. Well, I mean, what I like about Chomp 2 is it's a very intentional hip-hop album. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm not trying to do nothing but hip-hop. You're going to get these bars and these yeah. hard beats. And it was crazy because it was, like you said, it's like law of least effort. You know? I wasn't trying to do anything commercial. And it seems like this is the most critically acclaimed thing I've done. Mm-hmm. And it's only been out for two or three days. And it's like, wow. When you try the least, <laughs> it works out, you know? But when you're independent, you can do that anyway, though. It's like... Yeah. By, by the way, I don't know why artists just don't do that period now. Just make the kind of music you want to make. 
Yeah, well, like, I like making hits and that type of stuff, too. But what I learned with hip-hop is that they're not going to give you what I'm going for. Like, I want to be in the conversation of best rappers out. They're mm. not going to give that to me. Just I don't care how many plaques I get. You know what I'm saying? Like, how many hits I put out. They're only going to give it to me via rapping. All right, we got more with Russ when we come back. Don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Russ. Charlemagne? I saw you tweet that this is this. The albums aren't about numbers. So this like, one's not about, yeah, no. Okay. And that's what was so crazy, that that tweet or whatever, it's charting in 90 different countries. I'm like, what? Wow. Off of just like bars and classic, you know what I mean? Like, I would have thought that I would I had to do hits and all these melodies. Like, damn, this is actually really uh, just confirming to me that, okay, you can just really rap your ass off 14 times over some hip hop and people love it. You know, I also just think it restores a bit of a it's a balance. There's so much like when I'm looking at like iTunes charts and stuff like that, I'm looking at all the songs. I'm like, everything just sounds like a, a, a chase of a hit. It just sounds like we're all hit chasing. Like, mm -hmm. Everything's a melody. Everything's a, I'm like, man, see, just chomp two being out in the world and, and being in the, you know, back into the infrastructure of rap and music. It's like, man, this is needed. Someone had to like come and do this from a mainstream level. I know mm -hmm. there's people that do it, but I think it's cool for me to do it from a mainstream level because it's like, let's provide some balance into the game. Like, I'll, in two weeks, I'll come back with some melody too, but like, can we at least have something out there from a mainstream artist that's, you know, just hip hop? So, so you don't care about like, sales no more at all? No, that's why I put it out on a Wednesday. Wow. Because I refuse to play y'all's game. I had this epiphany with myself. I'm like, if I'm independent, act like it. Mm. If I'm independent, why would I do what major label artists are doing? Why mm. would I play on Fridays? That's when y'all play. I don't want to play with y'all. So, What made you get to that? Just this epiphany of like, I'm independent. <laughs> you feel well, me? I mean, why, why is it just hitting you now? Like, you know, I don't know. Millions I, of like, dollars. Well, because I had like, I think I was still like one foot in, one foot out. Mm -hmm. You know, where I was like, okay, I'm indie but I still want to like play the game. And then I just woke up when it was like recently, I was like, dog, why am I trying to play the game that I denounce? That I, like, let me play my own game. I don't know, it just like dawned on me. I wonder if it's because you've had so much success independently, made mad money, seen you buy yourself a house, your mom's house, all of this good stuff, but then you still don't get mentioned. Yeah, it-, it, it Is came, that it? It came from a frustration, uh, and I think like a, a very low vibration is confusion. Mm. And I was very confused. I was angry, which caused confusion. And I was like, this is not the wave. And I was like, all right, what am I angry about? Oh, not getting the recognition. And why doesn't the industry fuck with me? Dog, the industry doesn't fuck with you because you don't fuck with the industry. Why? Well, I, I can't expect the industry to champion me when my narrative is a direct threat to the industry itself. That's a fact. I don't get championed by the industry and get certain industry looks, whether it's magazine covers and stuff like that, awards, like come to this event. I can't be surprised I don't get that type of stuff because I don't with the industry. Yeah, I like what you said about, you know, your narrative is a direct threat to the industry because if uh -huh. artists start going independent, the, it's, it's <laughs> exactly. Dead. Imagine like, imagine Drake, Kendrick and Cole and Kanye, indie. By the way, they, they, they could do that. They, they don't could, need it. They could easily do it. It's like, 
but that's what I'm saying. Me winning is in the music business least interest. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it benefits them not at all. I, I know you uh been looking at signing artists too. Yes. Yep. We did sign an artist. Word. Yeah. Is it who You're going to love who I sign. Is it who I'm thinking of? Go ahead, say it. La Russell? Yep. Wow. That's the next guy, man. Nah, Hell he's yeah. phenomenal. He's insane. He's phenomenal. He, he, what, what made you want to... I mean, I noticed it because I said, Russ is always liking La Russell stuff. He's paying attention to yeah. La Russell. It was really just his name. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Russ and La Russell. Nah, he... Like, I love raps. You feel mm -hmm. me? Like, I, I feel like... If you can wrap your ass off and you can do it in a digestible, conversational way and the content is super potent, you could throw you could throw those verses in between a melody and catch plaques if that's what you want. Mm -hmm. But I think the foundation of just being an ill rapper has to be there. You know? Like when I think of like the goats, everyone can rap. Cole, Kendrick, Drake, they can all rap. So it was a no brainer for me. What what did you offer him that you think? Because I know there was other people definitely caught in him. So what did you offer him that you think others freedom, couldn't? freedom? To be honest, like labels, whatever, like they just got to get out of the way. Give the artist some money and get out of the way. So that's why I told him, I'm like, look, I'm not here to really tell you how to do anything. I'm here to just be a resource. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Here's some money. Call me when you need me, and like, do your thing. I'll get out of the way. You own your masters, all that. Like, you know, mm -hmm. that's all labels need. To, like, labels need to understand that they're a bank with connections. But you don't need to own someone's masters just because of that. That's real. Yeah. Damn, I never thought you're a bank with connections, but you don't need to own somebody's masters because of that. That is true. Because it's like, you're, I'm giving you a loan that's recoupable anyway. So why should I own your intellectual property no, forever? It's for just that? greed. It's yeah. pure greed. And it's like, it's not even a guarantee they can do for you like what I told the Russell is like I'm not gonna sit here and lie to you and say oh I can you know come f with me I can get you on this playlist I can get you in this labels can't even make that guarantee you feel me because you can still get told no from Spotify and Apple even as a label my whole thing was like look I know what you need because you remind me of myself you just literally need money and time mm. you know what I'm saying and peace of mind and like being a little bit more financially free gives you more peace of mind gives you you know, make make money to make music. Don't make music to make money type of thing. Mm -hmm. You know, like you just need the money to sort of breathe and make music. But I, I don't need to do anything other than get out of the way and look, when you want to to like do something, to put out the album, da 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 then we can use our resources and roll it out and do up. But it's really like, dog, give me some money and move. Right, 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 <laughs> you know right. what I mean? I'll let you know when I need you. How do you how do you think this particular album made you better? I'm in a rap bag, you know what I mean? Like, it made me just push my pen, to be honest. I'm feeling like I can out-rap anyone, you know? And I don't, like, I always kind of felt like that, but getting just the approval, I guess, from, from people that I really looked up to, like, yo, nah, like, you actually went crazy. It's just like, man, come on. You, you have a lyric that I love, man, and I know it's a great lyric because I'm already planning to say it later. <laughs> I've accepted apologies that I'm, I'm still, still waiting old. on I'm still old Yeah that's, that's hard yo I appreciate that That's a fact though Sometimes you just have to be like You know what I'm accepting the fact You're never gonna apologize <laughs> You feel me like And I'll take that for what it is Or just accepting what a person 
Like when a person did you wrong, just accepting, hey, the person did me wrong. That's what I'm saying. It's like just forgiveness. Like, just, I forgive you. Yeah, move on. Because even if they're never going to apologize, it's like, so what are you going to do? Walk around and harbor this resentment for them? You know, easier said than done. Was there a particular situation that created that line? There's been a couple where like, I think things can really like irritate your soul if you don't let them go. And so there's been like situations where, how are you going to do that and not at least say sorry? Whether it's with women or mm -hmm. whatever it is. And it's like, all right, but if you walk around harboring that energy, I just feel like it's a negative space to kind of vibrate in. So mm -hmm. I'm just like, man, let that go. All right, we got more with Russ when we come back. Let's get into Free. This is featuring Big Crit, Snoop Dogg, and Primo, DJ Premier. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. I used to light myself on fire just to keep you warm. Keep my heater close to me until the danger gone. Danger zone is where I'm from. Banging on them 2-1. That was resident. free from Russ so featuring Big Crit and Snoop Dogg, produced by DJ Premier. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Russ, Charlemagne. One thing I like about you, man, it feels like you channel your, whether it's anger, whatever yeah. it is, you channel it into what, into productive things. You I agree Because you, you don't come off as a bitter person. I appreciate that. I feel like some people, when I was at the beginning of my career, some people thought I was bitter, mm -hmm. which I understand because I, I don't think people get the fact that, look, when you're trying to get on for 10 years, you know, or eight at that point, and I had DM'd and emailed, not even DM'd, it wasn't even out like that, emailed the writers at Pigeons and Planes and emailed Complex and Pitchfork 100 emails a day and not getting any headway, not making any progress. It's like, of course, at the very beginning when I get on, I'm on some, fuck y'all, I told y'all, mm -hmm. right? And so I, I get how that could come off bitter, but to be honest, like, I also don't really resonate with the mindset of, oh, you should just be happy to be here. I am happy to be here, but people use that to sort of dismiss you. It's like gaslighting a little bit. Like, mm. just be happy to be here. Like, no, I want to own my shit. I want to, like, don't tell me just, you should just be like, fuck you. <laughs> and also, you didn't invite me here. Yeah, I had to bust it. That's why I said on fucking, <laughs> whatever that song was on Chomp, where I said, uh, I wasn't invited, so I threw my own party. Mm -hmm. It's like, if it was up to the industry, I still wouldn't be on. Mm -hmm. That's like a, a big thing for me, a big message that I want to get across to people is like, look, if the, if opportunity doesn't knock, build the door. You feel me? Or going through the window. Like, I'm not waiting on you. I'm busting this down. Did any of those early f cues, do they come back to, to to bite you now? Yeah, I mean, like, I never expect Complex or XXL to, like, Russ is one of the best rappers out. Because I said f Complex and XXL. So, I'm like, that's one of those things where mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm not surprised they don't, you know, show the love that I think they should. What? Dog, you came out here and said f them. <laughs> but it's worth a conversation, though. I mean, because... I'm open to everything. I think people are just really... I'm once again, Chomp Chomp Two is just my life, bro. You feel me? Like just the bar, like grown grown men and women acting like they're still in tenth grade. I don't care what your friends say. I'm legendary. It's like this industry is high school. People right really like that's the first song. Yeah, it's like people really just clicked up and moved. And now, oh, we not f***ing with him. All right, cool. We not f***ing with him. It's like I don't know, dog. Like when you explain why you felt like, like that, I've, I've had, I understand. I've had rappers like you know ask like yo so what was that situation or artists just in general what you know what was that situation about with that rapper why do you give a f dog stop acting like these people are y'all's friends it's like can, can we make it all super clear right y'all are not friends with anyone in this industry mm -mm. if drake is telling you 
after all the pictures and the brother, if he's saying there's no friends in the industry, even his Zane Lowe shit, I'm not friends with none of these guys. I'm not, I don't trust none of these. It's like, all right, come on. Can we mm -hmm. all just like call a spade a spade then? Like, mm -hmm. we're not friends. We're like, we work together. Do any of those guys ever reach out to you just to be like, yo, man, you're doing your thing. Keep doing your Drake thing. Drake and those Drake, people? Nah, Kendricks, never. No, I've never talked to any of those three. Really? No, they've never reached out. Who are your, I guess, compadres in this game? Me and Big Sean, we, we've been talking. I feel like Big Sean kind of gets gets it. I get where he's at. Wale, Benny the Butchers. I don't know. I don't want to. It's like a little bit too much Kanye in me where I'm like, I don't want to fake the funk. Yeah. That's why I'm I said I'm polishing my approach to be more Hove-like. Kanye definitely knows how to fake the funk. Yeah, but I'm saying like. Yeah, that was a hard bar too. Yeah, because. I'll my approach to be more hove like. Yeah, because like I understand that. All right, maybe if I fucking like chilled out and, and and played the game like shook hands, kiss babies. Oh, yo, my brother, what's going on? It's like, but I can't bring myself to do it sometimes. It's like I don't y'all. Like. I wonder if there's even a game to play though, because I there's, don't even think that gets you anywhere. I really see don't. now th this is the conversation me and my boy were having. Imagine this. Imagine I walked into the game. I did kiss ass. I did shut up. I was quiet. I didn't offend anyone. I didn't ruffle feathers, and I still didn't get the approval in the industry looks. Then I'd be real pissed. Right. Imagine kissing ass and you still don't. You know what I'm saying? Like, which is 95 percent of all of these dudes. I and see that's it all the time. why. That's why they pop up at 30 with the screenshot and the white font on the black screen. Like I'm talking this today. It's because yeah, because y'all y'all were bent over for mm -hmm. eight years thinking that if I let them f me, they'll love me. Mm -hmm. And they've been fucking you for eight years and they still don't like you. Damn, Russ. <laughs> It's the truth, though. It's a fact. I've seen it a million times. People that always want to be on the scene. You want to be at every party. Guarantee you is that you beg somebody for tickets to go to Drake and Ye show last yeah. night. You backstage. Right. And nobody cares. At all. When's the last time you saw somebody on the front cover of a magazine and it made you want to check out their music? Never. Because by the time you get on the front cover of a magazine, I'm already... If, if, if I'm f***ing with your music, I'm already f***ing with it. Right. Like that, and if you're not f***ing with it, that's not what's going to do it for not you. And that's the all. conversation we were having. And I had to check my ego where it's like... Artists, or artists with egos, which is everyone, uh, have FOMO. So if I see awards, events, whatever it is, I might get FOMO of like, damn, I wish I was there. What can I do to get that? That's my ego trying to be like, you know, approved and recognized. But then when I really ask myself, I'm like, what does that mean? What is the, what is the famous girl walking outside of Nobu mean? What does the magazine cover really mean? Like, it doesn't mean anything. It just solidifies my ego, which that's the last thing I'm trying to do, to be honest. The ego just is trying to survive. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to live. <laughs> it's a, it's actually a slight, slight turn off when I see everybody, when I see somebody doing everything except for the music. Yeah, bro. Yeah, so, I agree. Put out, drop some hard sh press play. Now, I also understand, though, that perception is everything. It's, is it? I don't agree. It's... I, yeah. I had this conversation with my youngest. I, I'm not gonna. Say, I'm not gonna say it's everything. I'll say this. That's why I said on Hustle Freestyle, biggest rapper without a cosign. If I was brought into the game like this, or if a Kanye went like this to me right now, or a Drake went, my music gets heard differently because it's like, oh, he said it's cool. Hmm. You listen to people's music differently if your friend says it's dope and mm -hmm. it's a trusted source. That's all a cosign is. Is like, I trust Kanye's taste. If Kanye says it's dope, then it must be dope. Mm -hmm. You feel me? So it's like, I know, like, the fact that I've been able to be as successful as I am with a cosign, uh, the opposite of a cosign. A lot of people in the industry, there was a time where it was just like, we don't with you. 
There's our cosign. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't like you. We don't f- with you. You're whack. You know what I'm saying? Like you got Metro Boomin, the one of the biggest producers who I've never even met, posting something saying Russ is whack. I'm not even talking about the music, just his spirit. Eighty thousand retweets. It's like, dog, what? When did he do that? I missed that one. That was like that. Also started a whole. That's what I'm saying. Like that's, people, that's what started the f- Russ game. No, man. that just like went. That added on to it. Like and you know, Lil Pump saying me and J Cool 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 now is f- Russ. I remember 80, that. 80,000. It's like, what the f did I do to y'all? Shut the mm-hmm. f up. You know what I'm saying? Like, shut the f up. You're too grown. Like, not Lil Pump, but like, Metro, you're too grown to be doing weird shit like that. Did you, you never met him or had a conversation? I've never met him. Never had wow. a conversation. So I, I just look at shit like that and I'm like, you're a weirdo because at the end of the day, as a grown man who's in this shit and who understands that, look, we're all like up against obstacles of just even like self-doubt and trying to like tackle this industry and and we're already dealing with from the outside we're supposed to be on the same team Mm -hmm. (laughs) we're not supposed to be trying to like start uh mob mentality smear campaigns with our platform against another artist who we don't even know what type of is that so you telling me that metro just tweeted russ for russ is whack for no reason i think he i think it was because i mentioned how a lot of the production sounds the same these days Oh, okay, okay. And then so social media probably started adding Yeah, but him it's like and other producers. I think Metro's beats are hard. I'm just I was just making an observation. What's mm-hmm. the issue? Like I, I I can say this, man. I've never used my platform to tear down another artist or producer in my life. And I never would. I use it to big people up, to be honest. It's like I guess I'm just more responsible with my platform. I don't use my to say hey i don't mobilize my army of fans to say hey fans we're not f-ing with charlemagne the god Eighty thousand retweets i don't use my platform to tear someone down like y'all are just not raised how i was raised y'all are weird as f- to be honest <laughs> y'all are weird as f- my guy russ chomp two is out right now uh always appreciate the conversation my yeah, brother man this is like it's I, I like the fact that your energy and whenever we talk it's very just open you know like you're not Despite what people say, but you're not a judgmental person, really. No, <laughs> I don't have no. I don't have no place to be judgmental. Yeah. Trying to fix my own. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know I don't got time. Or I'm just to curious. Judge I mean, I'm curious about people. I like having conversations with interesting people. You're and- honest, and you and, and you and what you see is what you get, and I appreciate just like it's a peaceful environment. I appreciate that, Russ. Yeah, Chomp Two is out right right now. Yes, it's sir. Russ. It's, it's, it's the Breakfast Club. It's about time. <laughs> This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, unfortunately, Doja Cat has had to pull out of her upcoming performances, including the iHeartRadio Jingle Ball Tour, and that is because she tested positive for COVID-19. Now, a few members on her production team had tested positive. She had to cancel a couple of her upcoming performances as a safety precaution, but unfortunately, she also tested positive as well. She said her spirits are down since she cannot be there to celebrate the holiday with her fans in Philly, D.C., Atlanta, and Miami, but she is doing okay. Sorry to hear that. Doja Cat is dope. And she I got took- a dope record with uh, French Montana right now, too. So she's dope. Nah, she's actually very, and I was very, you earlier, very dope and very talented. The uh, Chicago Bulls, nine people on the team tested po- Well, they're in, we don't know if they tested positive, but they're in quarantine right now in protocol. So we'll see what happens. It feels like there's a whole new wave for real. All right. And Black You know what else I respect about Doja Cat, too? Reality- 
No, I was going to say, I also respect that uh, Doja Cat survived cancel culture in a real way. Wasn't they, didn't they want Doja Cat out of here at one point? Yeah. 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 You know, the best thing you can do is just keep on working. Keep your head down. Keep going. If you're talented, keep doing what it is that you have to do. And that's Mm -hmm. all you can do. All right, now, Black China has landed a new reality series with VH1. We don't have the name or the date, uh, the release date of the series, but this is an exclusive from the Jasmine brand. It's not the first time, of course, that she's done reality TV. You guys remember she was on the Zeus Network. She had the real Black China. She also had her show with her ex, Rob Kardashian, called Rob and China. So another show coming to VH1. And Rolling Loud was in California over the weekend. Now, Future was headlining yesterday, and Kanye came out during Future's set. Here's what it sounded like. All right. In addition, they did pay homage to uh, to Young Dolph with the Paper Route Empire artist Key Glock, Snoop Bands, Paper Route Woo, and OT Genesis. Here's what that sounded like. Hey, you know, we in the West with this shit, right? Okay. And we doing this big for Dolph, so you know we got to do it like this. I'm sure it went crazy. I'll, yeah, I wonder how um, performing helps with the grieving process. I mean, even with Kanye and Virgil and, you know, Key Glock and Dolph, I wonder, I wonder when you're an artist how performing helps with your, your grieving process. I'm sure it's nice to see the love that the fans are showing to, to somebody that you're paying respect to as well and feel that energy. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a tribute All right, and speaking of concerts, Travis Scott has been pulled from the Coachella lineup. There was actually a Change.org petition calling for him to be removed. According to reports, he even offered to perform for free, but they ultimately ended up turning that down. In addition to that, Anheuser-Busch pulled a uh, Travis Scott-branded hard seltzer from store shelves. Uh, Hulu was going to do an Astroworld Concert from Hell special, but they actually decided not to do that because clearly there was serious backlash from that on social media. And when Charlemagne sat down with oh, yeah, Travis that, that, that was already Travis up. Scott had to say about his endorsements. If anybody decides to back away from Travis Scott on a corporate level, do you care? No, but I've never jumped into things with people that didn't know me. So everyone I surrounded myself with, it's always been, you know, a backbone and, you know, supportive to anything I, you know, I want to do to help fix anything that could be a, a good cause, you know? So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm thankful for that. Yeah, that Hulu doc was actually a, a, a ABC special that already had aired that they put on Hulu, but then they took it down. Oh. All right, well, that is your rumor report. All right, thank you, Missy. E. Now, Charlamagne, who are you giving your donkey to? Uh, donkey is going to Jason Harris. He needs to come to the front of the congregation. We'd like to have a, have a word with him. Okay, all right, we'll get into that next. So don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. 
It's here, the most star-studded black western ever made. The Harder They Fall, directed by James Samuel, alongside a killer soundtrack that features original songs by Jay-Z, Kid Cudi, and more. Watch now on Netflix and stream the soundtrack now on all platforms. Don't be out here acting like a donkey. Hee-haw, bitch. Hee-haw. It's time for Donkey of the Day. Mm-hmm. I'm a big boy. I can take it. If he feel I deserve it, ain't no big deal. I know Charlamagne guy gonna have some funny sleep out his mouth. Just because I say something you may not agree with doesn't mean I'm mean. Who's getting that donkey? That donkey. That donk, 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 donk. Donkey of the Day right there. <laughs> the, the Breakfast Club, bitches. You can call me the Donkey of the Day, but like... I mean no harm. Yes, Donkey of the Day for Monday, December 13th goes to a man named Jason Harris. Now, Jason was recently convicted of killing his wife. He was convicted of the 2014 death of his wife, Christina Davis. Condolences to Christina Davis and her family always sending her family healing energy because I'm sure this recent conviction and seeing this story back in the news has traumatized them all over again. But thankfully, justice was served and Jason Harris was convicted in November of first degree murder, solicitation of murder and delivery of a controlled substance. Uh, So he's got life. Okay, all of that contributed contributed to the death of his 36 year old wife who died in September of 2014. Would you like to know how Jason Harris decided to murder his wife? Let's go to ABC 12 News for the report, please. I do respect the decision that you're going to make today with the courts, with myself. I do stand behind my innocence behind this. Jason Harris, moments before sentencing, addressing Genesee County Circuit Court Judge David Newblatt. The judge quick to quash Harris's words. You are a murderer, and you are a liar, and the jury saw through all the lies, and I saw through all the lies. Harris's death was originally ruled an accidental overdose, but Christie's family knew she never did drugs. A civil and criminal lawsuit later, and proof from Christie's breast milk, she was not a drug user. A Genesee County jury convicted Jason Harris of first-degree premeditated murder, solicitation of murder, mm-hmm. and delivery of a controlled substance causing death. Now, I don't know what the motive for any of this was. I just know that Jason Harris collected 120000 in life insurance benefits. I know that Jason Harris had been communicating with several women before and after, you know, uh, his wife's murder. And Jason Harris's own brother and sister told police a couple of days after her death that Jason Harris had made comments about getting rid of his wife. Here's the thing. Instead of giving her a bowl of honey bunches of heroin, why not just divorce her? All right, if you wanted to be with other women, why not just tell her that? Let her make her own decision on what she wants to do with y'all relationship. She might have been down for an open relationship. Who knows? Or at the least, she says, okay, let's separate. But, but at what point does your brain say, I know what to do to get out of this situation? I'm going to feed her a fatal bowl of Frosted Flakes. It's just mind-boggling to me how people make permanent decisions based off temporary feelings. Like a simple, I don't think this is working anymore, goes a long way. Hell, I would rather you just cheat. Eventually, she will catch you, and then y'all will separate. But to give her a bowl of cinnamon toast china white, just because you clearly don't want to be with her anymore, lets me know that you are what you eat. And you, sir, have been eating a lot of honey nut-ass Cheerios, okay? I'm telling you, man, we missing something in regards to, to, to mental health. We missing something in regards to psychological evaluations of people. Or some people are just evil, okay? This, this is why when folks talk about red flags, 
I question it because one plus one doesn't always equate to two. You don't always see these things coming. There is no exact science to what makes a person decide to fix you a bowl of honey smacks with more smack than honey. Okay. I just would like to ask Jason Harris one simple question. One simple question. Why not just leave her? Why did you have to kill her if you didn't want to be with her anymore? It's almost like y'all be on some, I don't want her, but nobody else can have her either. That's not the way any of this works, okay? I just think you got to spend hours and hours psychologically evaluating people like Jason Harris because knowing what makes someone like him tick could possibly prevent something like this from happening in the future. And because of his poor choice, he has nothing but time, all right, to go through these evaluations. Life, to be exact. Please give Jason Harris the biggest hee-haw. All right. And I think uh, today is a good day to play a game of guess what race it is. Oh, boy. DJ Envy, Jason Harris, decided to give his bowl, decided to give his wife a bowl of Mexican mud with milk simply because he didn't want to be with her anymore. Guess what race it is. White. What made you come to that conclusion I, so easily, I, I sir? Just, I don't know. I just, it just, it just came through my blood. I don't know. It was just something I felt in the air. I don't know. Okay, okay. Uh, Angela E. Jason Harris decided to give his wife a bowl of honey bunches of black pearl simply because he didn't want to be with her anymore. Guess what? Race he is. Uh, that's a tough one, but and a tragic story. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would say white also. What made you come to that conclusion so easily? <laughs> um, I just, I don't know. I really don't know. Well, really DJ Envy, Angela Yee, you both are correct. Jason Harris is as white as the milk that you pour in the cereal. Jeez. Goodness gracious. Yes. All right. Well, that was your donkey of the day. Now, when we come back, we have Secretary of Education Miguel Cardona joining us. All right. Now, he's the one that he uh, allocates the, the money and the funding and all that stuff, right? Hey, the Secretary of Education. All right. So, we're going to kick it with him when we come back. So, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. That's right, Secretary Miguel Cardona. Welcome, brother. Thank you. Thank you. I know it's serious when I seen the Secret Service up in here this morning. Yeah, this is the Secretary of Education of the United States of America, of course. That's right. So for people that don't know, what is your job? What do you do? Yes. All right, Secretary of Education. Um, I oversee education across the country, pre-K twelve. Uh, higher education, making sure students across the country, regardless of race or place, have access to high quality education. What can you do and what, what can't you do? Well, we provide grants, funds, we push for policy. You know, we, we do not oversee curriculum. We do not mandate curriculum, which is something that's been in the topic lately. Y'all need but, to. Yeah, need to change hey, curriculum. So we use our position to really push uh, for equity in education, to make sure that the grants that go out are promoting those values that we know promote a good education across the country, provide access to college, loans, student loans are a big part of what we do. Um, so there's a lot we can do to really move the needle in, in, in our country. Would it ever get to a change in the curriculum? Because you look at, you know, 
what you learned as a child, right. what we learned as a child is definitely not needed now. And there's a lot of things that are needed, whether it's right. tech, whether it's real estate, whether it's, you know, a building, architecture, whatever it may be. Right. A lot of times we didn't necessarily need that when we were in school, but these kids need that. We must evolve. We we're must, not. We must evolve in yelling? our education system. I'm just saying we're not. <laughs> but you're right. You're right. And that's why I'm, I'm really excited, humbled. To be in this position as a as an educator, I was an educator for over twenty years. I was a fourth grade teacher, you know, principal. We need to evolve to give our students an opportunity to not only succeed, but we need to lead the world again, man. And yes, it's at our fingertips, and I'm really confident that we can move the needle with that. I feel like there's more funds in education than ever before, and there's a level of urgency. I think we're the closest to hitting the reset button in education than ever before. Really? Yeah, really. Why, why, we, do, you, why do you think that? Everything was disrupted. 18 months ago, everything that we knew to be normal mm -hmm. changed. We were learning from home. So now as we come back, it can't go back to what it was or we're going to get the same results. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you, before the pandemic, race and place determined how kids succeeded in many places. And um, we can do better. We have more funds. There's urgency. There's policy behind it. I really do feel confident that our best days in education are ahead of us. I do agree with you that things will never be the same, but I don't know what the plan is moving forward mm -hmm. to change them. So you say we can't go back, but once you turn the page, what's there? What's there? Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll tell you some specific things that I want to see as we move forward. And this is when you say, what do you do? Mm -hmm. This is what I'm talking about. If we don't restructure our schools to provide better social and emotional support for our students, better access for mental health supports. I agree. We're missing the point. I was in Michigan. I, I went into a high school where this year, 6,000 students on three campuses. The superintendent, the principal there said, we can't go back to how it was. These kids have suffered trauma. Every child in that 6,000 uh, student high school has one period of social and emotional well-being support or access to mental health supports. That's real change. I want to see our high schools evolve. I use the word evolve a lot. I want our high schools to evolve quicker. We have career pathways that are not being filled. We have high-skilled jobs, high-paying jobs. And our schools are not preparing our students for that. So we need to do a better job connecting our high schools with our community colleges, with our workforce partners. This infrastructure bill right now is going to create great jobs, high paying jobs. We need our students to be prepared for that with the option to go to college, too. It's not either or. I was going to ask, you know, we look at public schools across the country. Right. right. A lot of times taxes and, and property values are based on schools. Right. Mm -hmm. And how good the schools are, the school district is. How do we change that? How come, you know, in, I'll say, a, a wealthy neighborhood, usually the schools are a lot better, even though that they're public. But then if you go to a neighborhood that might not have as much funds, that school might not be on that top list. The, the education right. and the learning might not be as good as the wealthier neighborhood. Why is that and how do we change that? Right. You know, states control uh, funding formulas, but we know policy is a huge lever for equity. So we're bringing attention to that. We have a, a policy uh, maintenance of equity which is changing the game a little bit. It's really making folks look at how you're funding schools. You're right. I mean, when people, they're born into a community, the taxes or the, the how, they, how they fund their schools is dependent on how much revenue they make. And unfortunately, in some places, there's a lot more money. And that shouldn't impact the quality of education people get. And unfortunately, across the country, it does. So that's where we move policy to level that a bit, but also provide funds to make up for some of that. Like the ARP. American Rescue Plan funds, you know, 100, $130 billion pre-K-12 schools, right? The goal there was to level the playing field. We know the pandemic hit us differently. We know urban uh, communities, black and brown communities, 
the mortality rate, I don't have to tell you, it was worse. So the intent of these funds is to make sure that students who were impacted the most, communities that were impacted the most, get more of that fund to level the playing field. The pandemic made achievement and opportunity gaps worse. We know that. So these funds are there to, to level that out. And it's all of our job now to make sure that the funds are going to where they're supposed to be going. All right, we got more with the Secretary of Education, Miguel Cardona. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking in with the Secretary of Education, Miguel Cardona. Charlemagne? You know, President Biden had pledged to give uh, to forgive $10,000 in student loan debt per student, but that hasn't happened yet. Why not? Mm-hmm. There is some loan forgiveness happening. Pretty aggressive, more so than any other administration that I've known of. And those conversations continue. Again, his campaign trail promise. Right. And it was, you know, I'd, I'd sign off on uh, Congress approving $10,000 uh, across the board. Um, and we're going to continue to keep students at the center of the conversation. We have. I mean, it's not just rhetoric. Look at the look at what we've done from day one. You know, we're, we're not even in our done with our first year and $12.7 billion, And we're going to continue to have conversations about how best to support our borrowers, especially those borrowers that we're taking advantage of. Those borrowers that signed up for something where sold the bill of goods that never came. Mm-hmm. So many. 500,000 people received an email in October saying, you're closer to loan forgiveness. Up to today, 37,000 of those people got an email saying, you're done with your loans because of the public service. So, so break this down for you because I always find this interesting. You'll have uh, politicians on the campaign trail and they'll make these promises. Mm-hmm. The promises don't get fulfilled, but then, you know, yourself and other members of yeah. the administration will tell us about all the other things that they did. Why don't they, if it's so easy to do all the other things, right. why not just do what they promised on the campaign? But you know, if you're talking about loan forgiveness, I mean, $12.7 billion in loan forgiveness has happened since January. But $10,000 per yeah. student is, right. was the right. promise. Right. So we're continuing to work on mm-hmm. loan forgiveness. We're not, we're not done. I'm nine months in. We recognize the importance of making sure that our borrowers are not graduating with a lifetime of debt. We recognize that. And if you look at our policies, it does show... <laughs> that we're lifting up those borrowers. We're, we're student-centered at the agency, and then we're going to continue to do that. We've been pretty aggressive from day one, and we're not going to stop. What about HBCUs? Yes. What, what's the support for HBCUs? Where that money at, Miguel? All right. Listen, this is where it's at. First of all, HBCUs make up 3% of the colleges in our country, yet they graduate 20% of our black graduates. Mm-hmm. If that doesn't speak to the value of HBCUs, I went to several HBCUs, and uh, I heard from them saying, "Listen, we we need fun. we don't have the endowment Mm-mm. of some of the other places. That's some of these other colleges, yeah, no. they don't. But they're producing. They're punching above their weight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, American Rescue Plan funds provided four billion dollars for HBCUs to make sure that they stay whole, right? Because they don't have the endow- They don't have the the billions sitting in coffers mm-hmm. to deal with a pandemic. So the federal government, American Rescue Plan, put four billion dollars for HBCUs to stay afloat." This past year, another $500 million in grants to HBCUs. And in the Build Back Better agenda, this is why I think it's really important. You know, people hear policy, this or that. We're talking real change. Another half a billion dollars for HBCUs as well. So there's real money there. We're trying to elevate uh, how important HBCUs are, but there is money behind that. And, And I want you to understand, like, I've talked to those presidents who said, listen, I don't have a STEM lab. I need money so that I could be a research one institution. I hear them, and we're making things happen. Comparisons to the other schools, what are, what are the other universities getting from the government opposed to the HBCUs? So across the board, the American Rescue Plan provided 
$40 billion for institutions of higher education. Mm. The reality is many of these institutions have, a, have an endowment, but they have students that might be struggling. So of that $40 billion, half of that, $20 billion, have to go directly to students to keep them fed, transportation needs, housing needs. Um, so half of that money has to go directly to the students. So that $40 billion was spread across mm-hmm. all the schools, but HBCU's got a separate uh, additional $4 billion. Didn't President Biden pledge $45 billion? He did. His proposal was was really big. And, and I think some of it was uh, capital, you know, but... Why did he cut so drastically? Uh, that's the hill, right? So he, we reckon, and, and I applaud the president for saying, no, we need to really up the ante here. We need to provide them funds to keep them flowing. Like I said, 20% of black graduates, and they're only 3% of our schools across the country. So the president recognizes the importance of HBCUs. The proposal was big. Um, right now, we're looking at uh, I believe it's 800 million that's being discussed with the framework. Another 800 million. But listen, the goal is we're going to continue to lift up HBCUs. We know they punch above their weight. It's it's one of America's best stories what they're doing. And not only are we going to be talking about it, but look at look at the policy. I ask folks, look at where the money is going. We are recognizing the importance of HBCUs through action. How did you feel when you saw uh, you know the, the the housing crisis that was happening at Howard University? How did I feel about the uh, the housing crisis. Yeah. Did you see it? I didn't see. Uh, no, I don't know specifically. Mm-hmm. Students were complaining about uh, not living in, in great uh, sanitary conditions. So they were oh, saying gotcha. there was mold. They were saying that uh, there was mice and, and bugs. And the students decided to uh, pitch tents and to sleep outside. And they protested. Of, uh, yes, out the facilities because they couldn't live in uh, those kind of conditions. Mm. So it's just weird when I hear about all this money going to HBCUs, but then yeah, I yeah, see, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. one of the top HBCUs in the country having. Those kind of problems, especially right there in the backyard. In no, I hear you. I hear you. Uh, so uh, what I will tell you is that the funds that are there are intended to not only support tuition and, and and those things, but whatever needs the students have, including housing, including transportation, including access to food. So uh, there are funds there, and it's really important that we make sure that our students, all students across the country, have access to a good facility where they could learn, where they could grow, a good school community. And, um, you know, I'll tell you about my visit to Howard now. You didn't visit during that time. I didn't visit during that time. I visited, <laughs> yeah, listen, no. but, but listen, I went there, and you know what they were doing? Because we knew early on in the uh, black and brown community, there was a lot of hesitancy around vaccination. Mm-hmm. I was so impressed. I walked in there. They had their students talking to members of the community, making them feel comfortable, and they were hosting vaccine clinics for that community. Mm-hmm. So they were giving back to that community. They were students. I was really proud of what I saw there, and it just reminds me of the importance of uh, schools in their community. They're the hubs of the community and Howard definitely stood up for the community. When they- I was going to ask, oh, real quick, you know, that's one of the reasons, you know, people find it hard to, you know, trust elected officials because yeah. you'll go to the school, put, I mean, to push the vaccine, which yeah, is yeah. which is fine, but when they're in need of something like right. better, better housing, yeah, better housing, yeah. when they need that money, yeah. y'all ain't in there trying to throw no dollars yeah. for those type of things. No, I hear you. I, I, and I understand there's just general distrust, right? I mean, I was a, like I said, I was a fourth grade teacher. I was a student and I always thought, you know, government, oh, what are they going to do? Well, I'm in that chair now. Mm-hmm. Now it's my job to change the narrative. Mm-hmm. It's my job to be in the community, to listen, to be real and, and to be here and say, this is what we're doing with the money. We need this money for social workers in our schools. We need this money to make sure that parents have access to the schools in a real way. We need to make sure that teachers are in the classrooms that look like the students that live in those communities. That's what I'm talking about. And I'm coming from experience, man. Now, what about, you know, they were saying they were trying to remove black history from some of the curriculums. Mm-hmm. Now, since you said that you guys don't mandate the curriculums. Yeah. So what is the plan for that? 
Is right. it state by state? Just, you know, just, hey, you live in, you know, I don't know, Arkansas, and you just take out black history? Like, how does that work? Yeah. You know, as I said earlier, the federal government doesn't have a role. I don't have a role in that. But I'm an educator, a lifelong educator. I'm a father. Mm-hmm. I have two kids in high school. I want my kids to, to know about their experience, too. I want all kids to learn about the Absolutely. true history of our, of our country, mm-hmm. warts and pimples and all. That's what our school should be doing. And that's what creates unity, really. All right. Well, we appreciate you for yes, joining us. Yes. yes. Secretary Dr. Miguel Cardona. Yes. Thank now, you. Did you Thank know you. Charlemagne's a doctor? I am. Honorary doctor. I knew he was the god. <laughs> I knew he was the god, not the doctor. I, I didn't know that. I have an honorary doctorate from South Carolina State University. Thank you, man. He don't respect that. No. I respect that. Listen. <laughs> listen. Yeah, he's an author. That's what I respect, too. So listen. New York Times bestseller. I know you Just are. Throw that I know you are. I shook ones, but... This is why we need to continue to work together. You, what you do for mental health awareness, we need. So let's continue to work together to get our, our students access Absolutely. the way they need it. All right. All right. Thanks for your time, guys. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's time, time, time. She's spilling the tea. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Oh. On the Breakfast Club. All right, Nancy Reagan was trending over the weekend, and when I found out why, it was interesting. So, a woman on Twitter at Classically Abby posted, This is Madonna at 63. This is Nancy Reagan at 64. Trashy living versus classic living. Which version of yourself do you want to be? And she posted a picture of Madonna in the bed and then she, uh, you know, in some lingerie. And then side side by side next to that, she posted Nancy Reagan with her family. Well, oddly enough, this brought up Kitty Kelly's biography about Nancy Reagan. And this book was mentioned in a Village Voice article and also mentioned by Washington Babylon earlier this summer. Now, according to Kitty Kelly's biography about Nancy Reagan, she was renowned in Hollywood for performing oral sex. Just say Yeezy in the days when she was Nancy Davis was known to give the best uh, oral sex in town, not only in the evening, but in offices. That was one of the reasons that she was very popular on the MGM lot. It must have made her very popular with Ronnie as well. That's the quote from this biography. So, so Nancy Reagan was uh, the original superhead, you're telling me? Yes. So it really shows how you can't judge a book by its cover. Uh, it's a great example First of, of all. <laughs> to post a picture like that and try to say this is trashy and this is classy, but they're just pictures, people. First of all, why y'all putting this on Nancy Reagan? Like this all stemmed from a blog that came from an unauthorized biography about Nancy Reagan. This is a classic example of nobody cares about the truth when the lie is more entertaining. How does, like, like come on, man. Like, how does one earn such an illustrious title? Was there a survey done? Did they send <laughs> out some type of census to people and Maybe. folks had to fill it out to see if they ever got <laughs> off by Nancy Reagan? How do people even know these things? Maybe. And furthermore, if I'm her family, I'm pissed off right now. That's somebody's grandma, somebody's mama, and y'all can't think of nothing else to talk about in regards to her? Like, come on, man. It's also amazing how women have no problem with slut shaming when it's a woman they don't like. Well, I don't think it's um, nobody called her a slut or anything. This is just part of a quote from a biography that was unauthorized that was by her. But I think it was more about the about? person the- who wrote this post. It was because they was, the woman was trying to slut shame Madonna in that post. That's my point. It's amazing how women have no problem with slut shaming when it's a woman they don't like. That's exactly my point. That woman slut shamed Madonna just because she don't like Madonna. But she'd be the first person probably standing but, up saying, you know, women empowerment. Watch how you talk about women. Yeah, it happens all the time. But that was the explanation for why Nancy Reagan was trending over the weekend, in case you saw that happening, too, and all the conversations happening around it. All right. Now, Chloe Bailey was on The God's Honest Truth, and she talked about deleting a video where she was looking on a lollipop. Here's what she had to say. 
do the reactions to your posts, like the lollipop video that you deleted, <laughs> do they affect you? You know, honestly, in the beginning it didn't affect me. I'm human, of course it affects me sometimes, but the reason why I deleted it wasn't because of what people were saying, it's just I didn't want people to just go to my page and just see that, you know, social media is whatever. And I think it's so cool how we can find ourselves and I'm finding myself right now and figuring out what serves me best. I'm just doing it under a microscope while all of you all get to do it without everyone watching. That's right, that's right. Do you read the comments? I stopped. I just deleted Twitter. And I have my burner Twitter that I still go on to watch funny videos. That's right. Make sure you scream uh, that, that, that last episode of The God's Honest Truth on Paramount Plus. It's available on Paramount Plus right now. And let Chloe live her life, man. The problem is that people act like you can't grow up either. And she's an adult. And so I know you're used to seeing her as a child and you want to keep her in a certain space and in a certain box. But... Clearly, she can do something like she's an adult. Who cares? Why y'all keep on harassing her? And she's, I just like both Chloe and Hallie and seeing how talented they are, seeing how they've grown into themselves as human beings. And they're really sweet people. So y'all got to chill out. Yes, my cousins are very talented. All right. And Kanye West, he was begging for Kim Kardashian to run right back to him. Here's a flashback to his concert, the Free Larry Hoover concert featuring Drake. Here's what he had to say. And when you run away, baby, I need you to run back, back to me. I need you to run, run back to me, baby. I need you to run back, back, baby. Well, after that, there's now a court request which was filed on Friday where Kim Kardashian is asking to be declared legally single according to Us Weekly. She also asked to restore her original last name according to the court requests. Oh, damn. And, yeah. You gotta keep us. fighting, though. And people you gotta keep fighting. Never let up. You gotta keep fighting if that's what he really wants. You gotta keep fighting. I mean, I think sometimes when somebody really doesn't want to be with you, the more you try to do things like this, I don't know if it helps. I mean, he ain't got to keep singing her name Kimberly. Behind the he, scenes and keep it private. He ain't got to keep singing her name Kimberly, but he got to put in the work. He got to gotta communicate. He got to do what he got to do. He got he to gotta write his wrongs. Yeah, but you also can't All be right delusional either. I mean, you know, because when she... Yeah, cl clearly if she, you know, needs her space and, you know, clearly if she's pushing the separation, if you really love her, you got to let her go. If it comes back to you, then, you know, it's meant to be. If not, hey, y'all had a great time together. And I know this isn't true in every case, but sometimes when you're really over somebody and you want to move on at that time and that person needs work to, to do some work on themselves and you keep on doing that, it makes it even worse. So... All right, and Kanye is also rumored to take over Virgil's creative director role at Louis Vuitton. I've been seeing this rumor for quite some time now. It has not been confirmed, but I keep on seeing people say this, and I've seen other people co-sign and think that that would be an amazing idea. All right, and Dr. Dre said he's finished a new album with Marsha Ambrosius, and it's called Casa Blanco. He said he had a blast, and he also said this is some of my best work. So the two of them have also collaborated in the past. They collaborated on his Compton album, um, and of course, we know Masha Ambrose just starting her career with Floetry, and she's done so much work both in front of the camera, behind the camera, in front of the microphone, behind the microphone. So excited to see what this is going to be like. When I can't, when I say I can't freaking wait for that project, I can't freaking wait for that project. Marsha Ambrosius has never, ever missed with a solo album. I mean, her Floetry stuff is classic. We know that. But when she went solo, she's never missed with a solo album. So I cannot wait to hear this project.
All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your Rumor Report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. All right, again, shout out to everybody that came out to Miami for the car show. I really appreciate you guys. Thank you. It means a lot that so many people came and support, and in every show we we give back. Uh, we, we gave a, a, a young lady, I believe her name was Ashley. Yeah, Ashley. We gave her some money for school. Uh, we try to do that in every mall because I just want to say thank you to Miami and everybody that flew in for the car show. We, I appreciate you guys so much. You just don't know how much. And thank you to all the artists. Khaled, thank you. Love you, bro. Flo Rida, uh, Tory Lanez, GP, Prince Royce, uh, Rick Ross. Uh, who else? Um, there's so many people. Trina, 50. Just just thank you for trusting me with, you, with your cars, man. I know it means a lot. And I just want to say I appreciate you guys. All right. Now, um, up next is the People's Choice Mix. Get your request in right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Novartis created the More Than Just Words initiative to raise awareness about racial disparities in breast cancer care. To learn more about what More Than Just Words hopes to accomplish... And hear a talk with Grammy-nominated R&B artist Jasmine Sullivan. Visit morethanjustwords.us. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. And let me just shout out to everybody that came out to Miami for my car show, the Drives Your Dream car show. We had uh, 6,000 people there. It was had a great time. Shout out to everybody that lent me their car, from Tory Lanez to Prince Royce, uh, Flo Rida, who stopped through, uh, Yo Gotti, uh, 50 Cent, Khaled, Rick Ross, Trina, uh, I just want to say thank you, man. The show was a success. Shout out to 1035 The Beat, AO, DJ Louis V for DJing, Bulletproof, Epps, everybody that came through Magic. I mean, I just want to say thank you. The show was great. The kids had a great time. It was a great day for cars and the beautiful the weather the weather was beautiful everybody had a great time so i just want to say thank you to everybody in miami i had the best time i've been here what three four days had the best time in miami the weather's beautiful so i just want to say thank you to everybody that came out to the car show and that's it it's a wrap until next year so uh salute to everybody that came to all the car yeah shows. this year yeah. is almost over but you had yeah, a nice we, car show run this year yeah we had over fifty thousand people at all the shows, sixty thousand actually and no incidents. Everybody came. It's peaceful, family, fun. So I just want to say thank you that if you went to the New York one, the Jersey one, or the Detroit one, or the Atlanta one, I just want to say thank you so much. It means a lot to me. So shout out to everybody out there. And, you know, I was in L.A. over the weekend, so I want to show some love to Takesha Clark. She actually owns this Capitol Postal and Mailbox Service, a black woman who owns this mailbox service location. And she got approved to franchise. So that's a huge deal. You know, that doesn't happen uh, too often. It's not an easy thing. So shout out to them. I did a toy drive uh, for them to get ready for the holidays, which is really nice. All right. All right. And when we come back, we got the positive notice, the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, shout to uh, Russ for joining us and also uh, the Secretary of Education, Miguel Cardona, for stopping through this morning. That's right. Salute to Russ. Salute to Miguel Cardona. It, it is kind of strange that um, the Secretary of Education didn't know about what was happening at Howard, though. I mean, that's not his issue. But if you're going to stand on... You know, the fact that, you know, the administration gave so much money to HBCUs, you should know, you know, what these HBCUs need money for, don't you think? Well, not only that, especially since that's in your backyard. 
Yeah. And I mean, it's not like a, it's a problem that's in Alabama. It's D.C. where you guys are. That's That was a little weird. Mm-hmm. Even if that's not your issue, you should at least know about it, I think. But I think so. Yes, yeah, it's all Miguel Cardona. News. Yeah. And uh, we got to mm-hmm. shout Chloe Bailey. She stopped through your show Friday, right? Yeah, Chloe Bailey was on uh, The God's Honest Truth on, on, on Comedy Central. Um, and, you know, she just had some, you know, things to say about that, that, that lollipop video, which she deleted and things of that nature. And she got the number one song in what? Ur- at Ur- at, I hate or I hate the word urban. At Black Radio right now, right? Yeah, on Urban Radio. I guess you can't, just can't say black because it's, they divided out from R&B to urban to this. So, But, yeah, it's she got the number one record. Congratulations to her. Absolutely. All right. Well, you got a positive note? I do. The positive note is simply this. Uh, friendship isn't about who you've known the longest. It's about who walked into your life, said I'm here for you, and proved it. Breakfast Club, bitches! We all finished or y'all done? 